0: hi welcome to that's life podcast i'm your host abby murphy and this is a christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a christian lens i'm so happy that you're here pull up a chair grab a coffee come as you are and listen to the word of the lord and the plan that he has for your life because it's hard to have it all figured out but we can help each other together in the community of christ i hope you enjoyed this week's episode stay tuned to hear more Hello everybody and welcome back to That's Life podcast. It is crazy. It has been way too long since I've been back on the podcast and now I'm filming the podcast, which is like kind of crazy and feeling a little bit wild with that one. Um, I'm still trying to navigate like how to do it. Like I'm if you're watching right now, hi, but I'm just so used to just talking with the microphone that like I don't know how to like look at the camera but then also just look i've just stared at a microphone for so long for four seasons i've just stared at a microphone and now i'm like do i look do i look at the camera do i look not at the i i don't know but anyways hi (laughs) this is crazy um if you're listening while you're walking or running um keep going if you're listening while you're driving also keep going and if you're just sitting then come rest with me we're gonna have so much fun and it's gonna be amazing um This is the first episode of season five and I have some really big plans for season five. A lot of people that I want to get on the podcast, but not even like, okay, (laughs) I'm like already coming out here with like the Christian vocabulary, but I feel like it's been, I know it's been placed on my heart to invite these people on because, um... And, 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 like, specific highlighted people I've been praying over and praying, like, who should I invite on the podcast? Like, Lord, guide me where you want me to go. And um, these people have really been highlighted in my life to have them on the podcast. And uh, it's been laid on my heart to, like, ask a bunch of these people on because... With all of the time that I've taken off, it was very much so needed and these people have been so influential in my life to a point to where like I can't even explain, but I'm going to try to do my best to explain that in this episode today. So the point of this episode is basically a what's going on, where have I been, um, I took a break, for those of you that have been following for a while, just a little refresher, brushing off the cobwebs. I took a break from the podcast probably, like, from November till now. So, this will be coming out on February 2nd, yeah, February 2nd, and I have had a total 180 shift in everything, and so I'm going to try to do my best to, like, break that down. Um, I feel like I kind of walked through it a little bit as the podcast was clo- closing, but I really got in a deep, dark place, um, mentally, emotionally, and, yeah, this semester was, sorry, I'm four minutes in and I'm already being a Debbie Downer, but this past semester of school, my junior year at Belmont University, first semester, fall semester, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's, Probably the toughest semester I've had. Probably one of the toughest seasons I've been through in my life. Lots of tears, lots of confusion, questioning. Um, really, really low points I've never been to, so I didn't really know how to navigate. And um, yeah. So I pray for the listener listening. Like, if you, well, cause that's what listeners do—is they listen. Good job, Abby. But if you are also feeling any way or have felt any way um that I explain kind of like what I've been through the past six seven months um I am I am here for you and fighting alongside you from afar alongside you from a mentally physically I'm not beside you emotionally I am fighting for you beside you that makes sense but the good news is There is a God um, that has a Holy Spirit that lives inside of you and he will never leave you. He is always with you. He is inside of you. And that's the greatest power we can use to fight ever. So I'm never leaving the house without my battle guard because I'm I'm fighting a fight that is not of flesh and blood, but of the spiritual realm. And the only way to fight that is with my God. So anyways, I'm going to jump into basically everything. Story time with Abby. If you're new here, you're about to learn a lot about me. Um, and if you are a returning for lifer, I'm so happy to have you guys here. This makes me so excited. And I just can't wait for this next season. The time off was really needed. Um, and now I'm I'm just back, and hopefully better than ever. I guess we'll see. I'm feeling back in different-er than ever. Um, still trying to figure out, like, the adjectives to use to describe me currently right now. Anyways, so let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get into story time. Where have I been? What's been all my life? If you're interested. If you're not interested, then, like, it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to my life. I'm just gonna be blabbering on about my life, but, um, I invite you to stay. It could help you. I mean... What's it gonna hurt? Putting in your headphones, listening to a 21 year old girl just blabbing on about her personal trauma. Anyways, my God is greater. I truly mean that. That sounded sarcastic, but I actually mean that, people. Okay. Anyways, I'm gonna brain out because I'm babbling. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you so much that you finally helped me lace up my bootstraps and just sit down and do the podcast because um, I'm really grateful to be here. And thank you for giving me um a platform to be able to speak about you or um (laughs) in my best way try to navigate how to represent the kingdom um in the way that you desire lord um fix my heart fix my mind on you and not rest on what I have to offer but rest on the foundation of you and um I pray for the listener I pray for their heart And just help me get out of my head and have your words flow through, Lord, because it is about you. This is about you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, everybody. So let's, like, break it down from, I guess, like, timeline. So I don't know if I've filmed an episode about this or not. I literally, I honestly, I can't remember. There was so much change that happened last semester. When I say last semester, I'm talking about from like August till June, like end of December. Um, I, I think of life in like semesters just because I'm a college kid. And I've always thought this way, even in like high school and growing up, it's always been like, like you go make like new year's resolutions or like, oh, the school year is, like, a year, or, like, I always just think of, like, semesters. I don't know, like, oh, what's my goal for this semester? This semester is a season of my life. I just break it in in semesters, but anyways, um, I'm gonna, (laughs) we need to count how many times I say anyways, because I feel like I say it way too much. So any who, any who, Z's, what Z's? So let's just take it all the way back to my His Story days. Um, I've filmed all of like season four, kind of like transitioned to out of His Story, but I have some s- episodes um, in season four that were called My Story with His Story, which if you don't know, I booked a show called His Story in Dallas, Texas, and I went and I did that show there. I left school, I finished school online, and um, it was a show about the gospel, uh, it was biblically accurate uh for the most part there were some there was some stuff that was like not made up but just like oh it could have happened but there wasn't any like actual proof in the bible that this did or didn't happen so that caused some controversy but I mean you're always gonna get with new shows and new productions and media you're always gonna get Some, someone's gonna say something so we were we were preaching the word and that is a fact that was a fact um, but anyways the show closed early I loved it there I loved my experience I loved my time I don't have anything really bad to say necessarily about the experience itself it was more so just the person I became while I was there um, I didn't really realize until I had kind of gotten out of it and I don't know if you've you uh, the listener listening can relate or, or not but Sometimes I feel like we get so into like our solitude or so into just our routine or the day by day or the this is what I do. I go from here to here to here to here to here that once we experience something outside of that, it kind of shocks us into reality of like, oh, I was so closed off. I had the blinders on for so long that I thought I was like content and happy, but now I'm experiencing something different and I'm actually feeling joy. (laughs) <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I experienced. And I also think there's beauty in routine. I think there's beauty in, um, you know, uh, dedication and staying constant and consistency. I mean, the sun rises and sets at the same day, the earth, earth operates on a schedule, but, um, Jesus's ministry was all interruptions. He wasn't a routine scheduled guy. And so there's just that balance of, um, you know, staying dedicated, motivated. We're, we're called to have goals and aspirations and desires and work. Um, and work is schedule and doing things and showing up for rehearsal and showing up for your commitments and being committed. But life is so much more than the way I would, uh, the way I allowed myself to live in the workplace. I would show up and just be on my phone like all the time um and just became very now this is all internal if you would have asked any of my other like work co-workers they probably wouldn't have even said anything about it and there could be an aspect of me that's like exaggerating a little bit just because it was so long ago but I really feel deep down that I was not truly the best version of myself spiritually in that environment um I felt happy. I felt joy. I honestly, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And that's why it was such a shock to come home and for the first time in my life, not have anything to do with theater, which for those of you that don't know, I'm a musical theater major. I started doing musical theater when I was nine, knew I wanted to pursue a career in it when I was 11. And from then on, it was like, pursue the dream, go do the thing, go, 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 go. And my entire life, I have always put that on the forefront of my mind. Um, Faith has always come first to me, but when it comes to like community over career, I would always put career first. Sorry, I can't. I have rehearsal. Sorry, I'm going to go do this show. I'm going to go do this thing. Oh, I'm going to miss this vacation because I have this. I I mean, this is really vulnerable, but like I contemplated missing my sister's wedding to go to rehearsal. And looking back on that now, in the moment, it seemed so valid and looking back on that now, and this isn't any hate towards anyone who is also wrestling with this or like can't get out of work to go to a really big engagement, but for me personally and my personal convictions and the place that I am at now where where I'm at with my faith and my priorities and realizing that like Jesus has given us community and family and that is is a really big priority in who I am and, and who I believe he wants us to be in, in prioritizing people and and making connections looking back on that now my brain was warped my priorities were off and that's really scary because i had no idea i had no idea and i came out of that this summer because i finally allowed myself to stop operating like a robot i think I became high on hustle culture. I think that I was camouflaging and disguising hard work as addiction. I never stopped. I never stopped. It was always, what audition next? I was checking audition, this audition, this audition, this audition every single day and The reality of the fact is, that's what it has to be in that industry. You have to constantly go, go, go. And I came to a place where, for the first time in my life, I was asking people to go sit and have coffee. Never have I ever had a coffee date. Eh, I've had like a couple here and there throughout my life of when people would ask. Actually, I think I had one. I had one with Savannah Smith when I was like 15. Never have I ever had, like, coffee dates. Never have I ever went out to dinner, like, one-on-one with just a friend to talk and catch up. Like, that's not, that wasn't, like, a thing. Because if I had free time to spare, I wasn't going to give it to other people. I was going to use it to say, oh, well, what can I do to get ahead? What can I do to be ahead? Whether that was in school, whether that was in fitness, whether that was in my faith in reading the bible reading the word the podcast whether and but in that period season of my life it's career and for a majority of my entire life it has been career oh when can I go practice piano when can I go take a dance class oh when can I go do voice when can I blah blah blah. like if I have this free time how can I fill it to ultimately achieve success and it's been drilled into my mind that success in the world's view equals fulfillment. And I'm not sitting here trying to bash on musical theater or the industry or even the arts industry at all. Like I'm still a musical theater major. I'm, I still want to pursue this. Like there is such a deep desire in me to just want that desire to do it that I had. But, oh, my stomach just made noise. Ooh. But the Lord was telling me, like, Abby, stop. You are so lost in this. And I just, I came to a point where I was like, why am I doing this? I had become so work motivated that the The foundation of why I was doing theater was not to spread the word. It was, oh, I'm finally getting a taste of the industry. That means that my career can skyrocket. And that's a very me mindset to have. And it's scary. Terrifying. Because that's not why I'm on this earth. Like, that's not the reason why I am here. I am here to spread the gospel, to pursue the kingdom of the Lord, to rely on my community, to be fueled by the Father, and have everything I have not be mine. And I I lost that. And I realized I lost it when I got out of it. I was so stuck in it. That I had to have my atmosphere change in order to look back and realize that the happiness that I was feeling was fleeting and temporary for a moment in time. And the Lord's timing, he is so gracious because if I would have remained in that, I don't know mentally where I would be. Now I say all this saying... I am very, um, proud is not the word. I am very dedicated in my faith and have always remained dedicated. Um, but it was foggy and it was foggy because I was not, I didn't have Christian community. I didn't have a strong core Christian community for a, for a while and i think it's because and anyone that was in his story i love each and every one of my coworkers but there were very few people that believed what i believed and i don't say that to like shame anyone and i don't say that to say like i'm better or worse or but it is crucial as a believer and a daily die-to-yourself pursuer of the Lord Jesus Christ to have people in your circle that you hold closest to you that believe those foundational truths. And it is crucial because those are the people that most heavily influence you. And I was most heavily influenced by people that believed other than me. And that, again, it. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully because I don't want it to sound insensitive of like, they don't believe what I believe and so I don't like them. That, no, 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 no. I love my friends. I love my friends. Even believers in the church, like, he, even at, here at church at Crossland, like, we all can kind of have different views on things. But the 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 pool of people that I had that I could sit and confess something or get vulnerable and deep with about something, seeking faith-based advice that aligns with the opinions I've been given in the Bible, that was hard to find in the industry. God bless Audrey, (laughs) which she's been on the podcast, but, um, she, her and I, I mean, she was, like, awesome, anyways, that's a lot of his story stuff, transitioning, so I went, I went back to, I came home, and I had that realization, basically, theater was cut off, and I was just spending time in the church, spending time with my people, and having coffee dates basically every day with tons of people who I like was quote-unquote friends with but was it was like see you in the hallway not talk to you outside of school kind of friends like in high school I was the the I hate saying this I don't like the word popular but I was like the popular loner like I I feel like I knew a lot of people but no one like knew me you know like was like oh that's Abby like she's friends with everyone like oh she knows everyone like she's always happy she's a seven on the Enneagram like she's this she's that like she's go 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 she's blah, 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 blah. I love people I love knowing people but I didn't no one knew the deepest darkest like parts of my heart except for my mentors who I would go to in the church which I'm very grateful for but I wasn't seeing them or spending time with them or like forming friendships they were like people that I seek advice with and so I came back to that environment and was and now I'm like forming friendships with these people and like hanging out with them and learning who they are and calling them on a whim and just saying like want to go do this want to do that like I've never I've never experienced that and this is all very exaggerated (laughs) let me put that out. This is all very exaggerated because don't think I was just like antisocial growing up and like never hung out with anyone. Like I hung out with my friends and I loved it and life was great and went to all the games and me and my friends would have like group breakfast and do all these things. And I had a great group of friends in school and all of that, but I had just come out of that. And the college Abbey was very, very career focused. So it just felt like I had just forgotten all of it. And I was like, I, I feel like I've never lived really. Um, never just allowed myself to sit like sit like I, I felt like i always had to move always so i went back to school in august um and oh my phone just buzzed that was frightening um i went back to school in august and i was going to do I was already feeling like I didn't want to go back to school. I wanted to stay in Bowling Green because that's where the church was. I was just so, invest- so invested, like I've never been invested in the church. And I knew I had to go back to school. So I was going to do this like back and forth, kind of like go to school, but my schedule's kind of light. So I'm going to drive back to Bowling Green because it's only an hour away and I'll drive back on Wednesdays and weekends. Wednesdays is the um, high school ministry and I'll sing and like serve because I I was just feeling called to do that. And then um, weekends is Sundays. I can spend weekends with my family. Um, So yeah, so I had a dorm on campus. It was just a single dorm. And then um, came home on the weekends and Wednesdays. And I, throughout those three, four months of a semester, it was like each week just got worse and worse. And it was harder to go back to Nashville And harder to come back home. And it turned from Wednesdays and weekends coming home every night to every single day coming home. Because I literally could not be there. I despised being there. I didn't want to be in rehearsal. I grew to have a really bad attitude about a lot of the classes that I was involved in. um, Which I'm not proud of. I was very open about it with my friends. My friends knew I was struggling. Um, There were a lot of times that I would just cry with my friends and I'm so grateful for my college community and especially my class. If any of you guys are listening, like you all have no idea how much I needed you in that moment. I didn't even have I didn't even have an idea of how much I needed you or how much I was relying on you. And looking back now from a more mentally, like stable, healthy place, I'm so sorry if I (laughs) dragged you down in my pit of despair, but I'm also so thankful that I, that the Lord has given me people who I feel so comfortable enough to share not pretty things that are in my heart. Um yeah, it was tough. A lot of calls to my boyfriend of just crying, feeling alone, sitting on the stairs outside of class like 10 minutes before I was going to go in and just weeping of just sadness. I mean, it was I was just sad there. And when I would come home, it felt I was living my best life. Like it was st- total opposite extremes, which is emotionally draining because I've like the happiest I've ever been when I'm at home half the week and the saddest I've ever been the other half. Mentally, it was so confusing. Emotionally, it was just draining. Physically, I felt always exhausted and I started resenting theater. I've never been the girl to sit in rehearsal and not want to be there. And I was talking with my director one day in rehearsal, who I love, and I'm so grateful for him. And I was just like, why do I not want to be here? Like, I don't want to be here right now. I'm not enjoying this. And, and it was a different not want to be here than like, oh, today's a long day. Like, I'd rather just be at home. Like No, I was like, I would quit right now. Everything. I would quit it all. And for someone who knew they wanted to do this, started when they were nine, knew they wanted to do it when they were 11, I've never, ever, and this is an extreme never, that I actually am like, yes, this is 100% true. I've never not wanted to pursue musical theater as a career option. So that's scary. Um, I think that, I don't know what the future holds. But what I do know is that I was placing my identity way too heavily in being the theater girl. And the Lord, in whatever way he's pruning me and reshaping me, is going to use this. He already has to reveal to me that my identity is found in him and nothing else. And I would say these things and believe these things. But not apply these things, and it's um heart, mind, body, soul e- experience—not experience. Um, activity. To, uh, you—you you have to involve all of those things. It's—it's it's everything. My everything has to be founded in Him, and um, that wasn't always true. And I didn't realize it until, I think it was like mid-November, I was talking to one of my friends, I was in rehearsal and I was like, I feel like the Lord is, it's like, you have to fully give this up. You have to fully surrender this in order to love it again. You have to fully give it away. And I didn't like that feeling. I did not and I think that shocked into my system that I did have an identity problem because if I'm struggling with not doing musical theater and giving it to the Lord and saying okay I'll step away and give give everything give it all away everything I've worked for all of it I'll give it all away and do something else because you're telling me to if I'm struggling with that command from the Lord. That's how I know I was placing too much of who I am in it. Um, it reminds me of the rich man when the Lord is like, give away all your money in the Bible. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't money that I was giving away. I mean, I, I'm i in college, so I'm giving away way too much money. But it it was an identity check for sure. And so now I'm at a place Where I kind of am having a career crisis. Like it's an identity crisis. But like career wise. And I have no idea. No idea what I'm going to do. I've always had a rough plan. Go through the motions. Do school. And get an agent. Go out. Do the shows. Spread the gospel while doing the shows. But I came to this place where... I'm just telling you guys like all my little brain bubble thoughts periodically throughout this last semester. But I was just, I just thought to myself like, okay, is this industry somewhere where I need to stay and it's going to be a hard ministry battleground because ministry is going to be hard? Or am I really not supposed to be here because this environment is not of the Lord? And that's an extreme I believe there are a lot of people who believe what I believe in the industry, but there are a lot of people who, um, who don't. And to be surrounded by that more than surrounded by, uh, the the body of Christ is going to alter you. It's the same way as like I feel listening to secular music more than I listen to Christian music. Then my brain is going to be filled more with secular music. I mean, that's fact. I listen to it more, so it will be filled more. And when the things of this world take priority over the kingdom of the Lord, it will change how you think. Just as if the roles are reversed and I'm filling my brain with the word and with scripture, I'm not saying cut off all non-Christian music or non-Christian shows. Like, yeah, I watch The Bachelor. That's not really spreading the gospel, is it? Like, but... What I'm saying is when we allow anything to take priority over the father, his word, our faith, it will shift us. And I want everything I do to be for the kingdom of God. Everything. So I sit here today. And when people say, you know. Oh, you're a second semester junior. Like, what are you going to do with your degree? I'm going to just finish it. (laughs) I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to stay where I am, bloom where I'm planted. And until the Lord intervenes, I'm just going to say yes to what is provided. Because it's not going to go the way I plan anyways. I believe that we are we we are called to work. You know, I'm not just going to sit back and just not do anything because I'm hiding behind the fact that I'm just like I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm I'm waiting on the Lord to guide me while putting in the work of what he has already given me. You know, I have jobs And I have things and I'm still finishing school because there are no other obvious options of not doing that. And so I am continuing on, even though I still feel lost. Because I know that if I stay dedicated and rooted in him, no matter what I do, it's going to be for him. So in all honesty, like, doesn't really matter what I do. It's all going to be for the same reason you know and if i'm trying to chase a career to fulfill me well that's step wrong wrong step number 1 the only thing that can can fulfill me is the lord and that sounds crazy to me that the creator of the universe allows us to feel his love and be fulfilled by that like we're sinners <laughs> we are not that great people. And he still allows us to feel his presence and to know he's there. And he gives us so much and gives us signs that we don't deserve and shows us endings to stories that we don't have to see. You know, like I'm not entitled to knowing if the person that I talked about going to church last week, if they actually went to church. But my God is great. And if he wants me to know that, like, he'll let me know that. But like, I'm not entitled to know how the story ends, you know, I don't, I don't want to know the whole outline of my life. That's too much for me to handle. Only he can handle that. And he is. He is. He doesn't need my help. He needs my obedience. He needs my response immediately. I was reading in Genesis how the Lord was giving commands to Moses. And after each command that he gave him, or was it Noah? No, it was Noah. I was reading about Noah and the ark. And the Lord was giving Noah these commands to build the ark and do this and take these pairs of animals and blah, 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 blah. And after each command, the next sentence was, and Noah responded immediately. Like, or in some sense of that, and Noah did that, and he did that, whatever. There was a clear indication that he didn't wait it out, wait a couple days, and then like think about it and ask himself like, is, the, is, does, is this really what the Lord wants? No, like he just responded. He waited for a command and he responded. And in his response, he continued working. The Lord allows us to choose. I believe that the Lord isn't watching over us being like, are they going to choose right or wrong? Like, this is the correct plan. But if they choose that, you're wrong. Like, he's not a this or that, like, kind of God of like, pass or fail. You know, he's a, here's freedom. Here's trust. Here's the relationship we have. Go. I know the ultimate plan. And I'll guide you. I've got you. But you go. You go. And I'm watching. If that (laughs) makes any sense at all. And again, there are some things I don't understand. I'll never understand. God is supernatural. Supernatural. I am not. So my brain can't fully comprehend how God plans. Like, I don't know what his blueprint looks like. I really don't. But I know his word. I know what he sounds like. I know what he says. I know how he speaks. And that's getting rooted in scripture. Dying to yourself daily. Prayer. Prayer community, talking with people. I've learned so much from talking with people. It's crazy because when I came back from Texas and I was almost, I had been asked on a date by Ryan and I had just come out of a breakup. Um, well, not just, I mean, it'd been a couple months, but I had just come to the realization of like, I am not going to date and I am going to live only for the Lord and um which you do that while you're in a relationship too so I don't know where that came from but I was talking to Savannah and I was just like I don't know like I just you know I've I, this that this that this that like I just need to figure myself out like I, I'm not ready because I'm not the best version of myself and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and she was just like why do you think you're you're going to figure that out on your own. And I was like, well, no, like it's for me and God. Like it's me and God. And she's like, but God has given you people. Why do you think you're too good to learn from other people? And that like sh- changed everything for me. I'd realized how much pride I had stored up in my heart of, no, I have to figure this out alone or else it doesn't mean anything. I have to figure out this battle alone or else I'm not worth anything. Absolutely not. You think you're going to figure out a problem you're going through with the same tactics that your mind has told you? If you can't figure it out on your own, you're not going to be able to figure it out on your own. Because it's only your thoughts. The most I've learned audibly by hearing actual words is not me talking to myself in the mirror. It's seeking wise counsel. Talking to my people. People that know me. People that know my heart, know who I am. And vice versa. And then being able to help them in their struggles. And help them and talk to them. Or try to figure things out. Or just sit with them in their morning. Or not even give advice. But just be there. Like The Lord is so good in even allowing me to feel filled up by that. There's just so many things that I'm learning. And I'm in a season of learning right now. And the thing that makes me question all of the career things in my life is that I haven't learned any of the spiritual discerning things from that environment I've learned it through other things other people other atmospheres So I kind of am in a question mark kind of place. It's like a sentence of question marks ending in a period of like, I'm so lost and I have no idea, but I'm really content in that because I know there is a plan. I know what I, I, I'm focusing on what I do know. I know I'm pursuing the kingdom of the Lord. I know I've got things that I am working towards and doing. Is that like the ultimate calling, like thing, plan for my life? I don't know. Don't get me started on calling. I believe our calling is to therefore go make disciples of many nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's what I think our calling is. I think culture has put way too much pressure on what's your calling, what's your calling, what's your calling, like where's the Lord calling you, like blah, 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 blah. I think that we could all thrive in a multitude of places and the Lord can call us here or tell us these things or tell us to go here or do this or blah 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 blah. But it's also like, why do I have to sit in in the back and forth of, you know, like oh Nashville and Bowling Green and happy here, not there. But the ultimate thing I've learned is like, if I can't be content and find contentment in the place that I'm at right now, even if it's not like my deepest de- desire of my heart, like if I If I can't find that, or if I'm not feeling that, running away from it and trying to like seek it somewhere else is not the answer. Like changing the state you live in is not the answer. Changing your job is not the answer. The answer is the Lord. The byproduct could be the moving or the shifting of the job or fill in the blank. I don't even know what I just said. I just said a lot. But that's kind of where I am at right now in feeling so drawn to being rooted in the church, in having community be my priority, and wanting to pursue a slow, small life. Just a, a slow-paced life where breathing and boredom and rest is... A concept and drive is fueled by him so I hope this helped in some way I kind of just have no idea what I really said but I love you welcome to season five I'm word vomit loudmouth murphy over here so thanks for tuning in i'll see y'all next week bye thank you so much for listening to that's life pod you are now a hashtag that's for lifer you are part of the potty people because we are always having a potty with the potty squad that was weird anyways if you want to find out more go on instagram head over to that's life potty p-o-d-d-y because you are not part of the potty people i really need to stop with this joke If you want to find out even more, you can head over to the YouTube, That's Life Pod. There is a link in the Instagram bio with a link tree for more information on everywhere you can stream. Thank you so much for listening. I love you, Jesus loves you, and that's life.